Oh, do we have the right inputs and everything? Yes, I'm just hitting record so I don't forget to hit it when we actually oh, get okay. into it. Shit, you can hit it. You gonna <laughs> let me hit it? No, I'm just kidding. Now that I got my new leopard print leggings, yeah. I love those. <laughs> I told y'all once I turned 40, I was gonna get into animal prints. I like that you did. I like animal print. Fuck! I honestly believe, I believe this with all my heart, that all of human history was the lead up to us inventing sweatpants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, the rest of it's just cake from now on. We invented the thing we were here to invent. Man, I'm sorry, y'all. I gotta pee real quick. Okay. He's been drinking those energy drinks lately. I think that's what's making him pee so much. <laughs> uh, the cold makes me pee, and it sucks. Uh, now that I'm DoorDash, I don't have a regular restroom. So pretty yeah. much I'm like, oh, I have an order. All right, I'm gonna go in there and pee, and then I'll pick up the order. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my body. When I walk out to the cold, I want to pee. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, I, no, that's the thing. It happens to people. You know what sucks though? That's why I get mad when I see like Little Caesars or or Papa John's because I'm like, they have restrooms that I can use, yeah. <laughs> and I need to pee, and I don't want to pee in my pants. Yeah, I don't really like doing it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what gas stations are for. Yeah. You can handle it if you don't have a bathroom nearby and you have to like get a delivery order. I, I try. They have a what the Amazon drivers do and just have a bottle in your car that you. I don't want to do that. I, I know I'll fuck up and get pissed all over the car and then <laughs> have to find yeah. a way to get it up. I don't know how they do that so well. I mean, I guess it works, but I, I swear to God, I'll be like trying to do it and I'll slip. I, I know it. I know it. <laughs> Man, I used to, I had a boyfriend for a while who was a truck driver, and I, I actually spent two years on the road with him when I was in, like, my early 20s, and that's a thing. It's way more common than people realize. Oh, no, yeah, I know it's a thing. Yeah, because if you got to pee, you got to pee. Yeah. I mean, even when I'm doing my thing, the reason why I pee at restaurants is because the only other way I can do it is when the when the order's over, I pause the order and then I can go pee. But then I'm not making any money for the next yeah. thirty minutes, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So, and I know I I know this because I woke up one morning and opened a bottle of what I thought was Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you've never puked out of the window of a moving vehicle going like 80 miles an hour down a highway. It is quite an interesting experience. <laughs> um, no, but I haven't done that, but I did open a bottle of someone who was using a Dr. Pepper bottle for a dip. Oh, gross. And I went. Ooh, uh, no. I didn't make it to the bathroom. I was right in the living room. I had to clean oh, that shit off the carpet. Yeah. That was gross. Uh. <laughs> That is so Why would you do that? Why would you do that to somebody? I know, right? My name is Jadzia Dax. My race is genderqueer, and I love fucking Klingons.
my 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 name is Rom, and uh, I I work at my brother's bar, and then um sometimes I uh, <laughs> Moogie. <laughs> well, yeah, my name is Chief O'Brien. I got like a thousand and one things to do, and including finding my wife Keiko and saving her from the bloody Cardies again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's kind of funny because you have a couple of different Keikos to have to worry about. <laughs> and this is Sumo Punks. <laughs> I wonder how many of our listeners actually have ever watched Deep Space Nine. I'm sure there's a good chunk. It's, it's probably got to be. I'm going to take a guess. Ninety eight percent of them. <laughs> I was I was surprised I could actually do a ramen impersonation. You did that very well. Actually. <laughs> I was you. extremely <laughs> impressed. Um, and if our listeners can't tell, that's not Rom. Actually, that's Matt. <laughs> I'm not actually Jadzia. I'm Sabrina. And with us is I'm unfortunately. Not the harried no. Irishman. It's I'm not Chief O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> From Mighty Eagle Sumo in San Antonio, here to talk to us about the first week of the January Ball Show, but also his upcoming tournament, the mm. Mighty Eagle Teams Tournament. The Met. The Met. <laughs> I am stoked about the Met. Man, I had like kind of like a bad like fall kind of winter, you know, bad close to the year, especially at the the damn Houston Open. Man, I did so piss poor there and I was so mad that I was just stuck in my own head. No, this time it's going down. Yeah. This time there's going to be dicks in the dirt. This time <laughs> there's going to be butt cheeks hitting the mat. And I'm gonna be there, and I'm be like, <laughs> it's be gonna there be to awesome. Clap some cheeks. Cheeks yeah, will be cool. clapped. I'm excited about that, Matt, because I, I, yeah, I thought you were doing pretty poorly there too. But you always have an issue. I feel like you should do matches before you do matches. I should. That's exactly what I need like, to do. Your first two matches are terrible, and then you start getting better as the day goes longer. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just, it just that's what it takes for you to get into it. It happens. It happens. That yeah. is a trend. Yeah, I've noticed that too. It's like your first like one or two batches, you, you kind of just have to get that out of the way before you start really kicking ass. So what we're going to need to do is try to get there early and then like make people fight you yeah. before they have to actually fight in the tournament. That way, not only will you power up, but they'll get gassed out sooner. <laughs> so that's... Well, I need to find someone like Corey, someone that jumps around and has a lot of lateral movement so I could get oh, yeah. used one to that. Them, one of them squirrely boys. Yeah. Squirrely <laughs> boys. I like that. Squirrely boys. But tell me uh, tell me a little more about the, the Met, Caleb. Uh, that's going to be... Okay, for if, if, we, if this is a right? sumo podcast, I'm hoping that a good chunk of y'all have seen Hinomaro Sumo. Yeah. If you've seen Hinomaro Sumo, you'd understand what a team tournament is. It's, uh, it's what... So when people say traditional, they're usually what they're talking about is grand sumo. But grand sumo is different from amateur sumo in Japan. In Japan, amateur sumo usually starts with a team tournament, which can be three people, five people, or there's a seven people teams. We do three at the Met, but you just you pick your order. Uh, like let's say I'm going first and Sabrina's second and Matt's third. We keep that order the entire time. And so other teams pick their order, and you fight me. I fight the first person. Sabrina fights the second person on every team, and Matt fights the third person on every team. And that's why it's done. And the best out of those three, like, so whoever gets two or more victories, 
they win the round and and yay for them. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoever gets the most rounds, because we try to do it like a round robin. So whoever wins the most rounds gets first place. And then after that, just like in here Sumo, we do an open weight with everybody fighting each other. Which yeah. is where Matt will shine, which is where he usually shines. That's he loves true. the open weight. <laughs> <laughs> and how long has the Met been going on? This is the third one. Um, this one's at a festival itself. It's an Asian festival at Rolling Oaks Mall in San Antonio. Yeah, the so, New Year's Asian Festival. I saw that. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like free emissions and stuff, and so anyone can just come and come watch. And if you're in the San Antonio area, you should do that because it's fun. And um, it's, hopefully, it's not cold as balls. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's gonna be but, February 10th and 11th, right? Yes, February 10th itself. and 11th. The tournament itself is uh, February 10th. February 10th. Okay. <laughs> 11th is going to be a demo for anyone who wants to stick around a day longer and uh, get some work in with us. Uh, I know every time I can, I try to do that with people who have like demos or practices the next day. That's what this is going to be. Should be lots of fun. Should be... We're going to probably finish early on Sunday, too, because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, damn, it is? Yeah. That weekend, oh. Super Bowl Sunday weekend. You know, I don't. My team's already out, but I gotta go watch those commercials. So, oh hell yeah! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of my favorite tournaments of the year, just because oh, it yeah. is more unique. It's you know pretty much all teams, and you'll see tournaments every now and then that have um, like a teams division as well as the regular different weight divisions and stuff, and open weight and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it's super fun. I'm gonna actually be handling the live stream for that again this year, just like I did last year with yep. Jessica. We do have some other events coming up that we just wanted to highlight as well. The soonest one is going to be January 27th, the Kuma Sumo Bash number two. This is an all juniors tournament. So each competitor has to be under the age of 18. Um, there will be a demo and instruction, and then they will have the tournament itself. This is going to be at Antioch High School in Antioch, Tennessee. There is no registration fee. However, you are required to be a USSF member to participate. Uh, and then right after that is going to be the Met, the Mighty Eagle Team Met on February 10th. You have to say it like that. The Met. The Met. We're going to go <laughs> compete at the Met. Do yes. it, Colin. Do it. I, I want to challenge all you clubs out there. Put the, cup, the the teams together and come down to the Met. The yes. Met. <laughs> come see what you're made out of. <laughs> it's going to be badass because what I love about the Met is that you get all of your bouts. You do. Oh, it, yeah. You yeah, get a lot. Yeah. You don't get knocked out of the bracket that easily. So you get your bouts in. And, man, you see everyone push to their limit. You see oh, yeah. everybody like, oh, my God, can I even do this next bout? So there's a lot of wild stuff that happens. I, I had a blast you're the gonna last You're going to be exhausted, minute. but you're yes. going to really love it. <laughs> there are people who drop out of the, the open weight because they're just too tired after the team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing that's going on February 10th is the Paris Sumo Open. So if you happen to be in Europe at the time, you mm -hmm. might want to check out that as well. <laughs> you could get, yeah, there's more info at info at paris-sumo.fr. 
Yep, so that's also happening on February 10th. Then later in February on the 24th is the SoCal Sumo Open in San Diego, California. This is going to be at City Heights Performance Annex. There is a $30 registration fee. Kids and teens actually get to compete for free though. You would have to get in touch with Honu Sumo uh, for the uh, registration form. They do have a, a form to fill out, mm-hmm. but definitely hit up Honu Sumo on social media and they'll be able to hook you up. Yep, that's Honu Sumo, H-O-N-U. Um, and then they are also going to be hosting nationals on June 1st. We'll have more details about that a little later on in the year. Um, another tournament coming up a little while after that is going to be the inaugural Sakura Cup Sumo Tournament at Music City Muscle Gym in Nashville, Tennessee. That one's going to be in April, April 6th. And, I, was, and I was hoping to go to that one, but right I really want to go to that one too. Town. If I can get a group of people so it makes it cheap enough to, to go out for the weekend, I'll do that. Oh, but hell I yeah. Spend too much money because I want to. I want to spend the full weekend at Roller Town. So I need money for that. So, yes. oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the next event coming up after the Sakura Cup. It's April 12th and 13th, the Roller Town Showdown in Salina? 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 Let's say Salina. Salina, Texas. That's going to be at Roller Town Beer Works. Uh, as we all know, last year's tournament was absolutely fantastic. We had Gagamaru. Yeah. He came out to do uh, Keiko with everybody and um, also help offic- officiate. Am I thinking of the officiate. right Officiate. <laughs> officiate the tournament itself. It was so much fun. I'm sure it's just going to be 10 times more fun this year. It's it's an extravaganza. You just got to fucking see oh, it. Oh, hell it's yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Uh, I would like to say, Selena, Selena, Texas, whatever you're called, please build a hotel in your town. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb, you can sleep at our house. Yeah, we have a house now. Like an actual house. (laughs) Not that crappy apartment that you were that you went to that one time. That place is whatever. But we have an actual house and it's nice. Forty five minutes from Selena, Texas. Yeah, yeah. We're we're super close now. We're closer here than we were when we lived in Richardson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you need somewhere to crash, we got you. We got an air mattress. Oh, and if you want to keep up with more amateur sumo events, not just the ones going on in the States, but even international ones, go to sumo411.com. It's curated by Kellyanne Ball, and uh, it's got the goods. It does. Anything you want to know about upcoming sumo events, or if you have an event that you want added to the list, you can uh, contact them and get it added to the list. Yeah. All right, so was there anything else we wanted to mention about the Met before we start talking about the January uh, Basho? Just registration. You can find the registration form. It's because Matt was talking about registration and reminded me. Thank ah. you, Matt. I appreciate you. Registration forms you can find on MightyEagleSumo.com. Uh, you just go to that page and you hit the little hamburger thing up in the up in the corner and it will say registration form. Please fill out your teams by, uh, I'm probably going to post something about this tomorrow or the next day. I'd like to get everybody filled in by February 8th, uh, by midnight February 8th, so we can put some together on February 9th. If you don't, you can still compete, but you will probably be, you're probably going to be like in a pool of people that we're just going to put on teams instead of building your own team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We had That's talked the about... moment to do to help people register their teams a little earlier. If yeah. people don't like to pick the team. 
They want to like hold off as long as they can to get their three guys. Oh like, no! Like last year, people showed up like on the day of the tournament and then yeah. like, picked their mm. team. So if you show up this year to the tournament and you don't have a team, the way we were going to do it is just have a list of people, the no team people, and then create a balanced team of three competitors for you. So when we say balanced, we mean, you know, we're not gonna have like two heavyweights on a team. I don't think you can do that anyway, right? You can do two heavyweights. Any two weights together is fine, but you can't have three. You can't can't have have two heavyweights, but you can't have three heavyweights. That's That's the issue. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But yes, we will create a balanced team for you. If you haven't already picked your team, maybe you procrastinated, maybe you just don't know a lot of other people in the sumo community and that's fine. You know, it happens. Um, but we'd love to get to know you. Yeah. Keep, keep this in mind. There's three positions on your team and your team will always have to fight in this exact same order. The entire tournament. Yes. You've got your Sinpo. That's your first guy. You have your Chukin. That's mm-hmm. the middle guy, and you have your Taisho. He's kind of like the anchor, you know, the last guy. Matt coming yeah. in with the terms. Yeah, so. that, it, and it depends on what you want to do. Some people like to put their ace at the beginning. Yeah. So that, like, they just wipe out whoever comes in first, and someone wants to put their ace at the end so that if it's one-on-one, you have your best wrestler to finish off the, the, the rounds. I don't care. Just show up and fight. That's all yeah. I want. Mm-hmm. And you can choose, once your team has been picked for you, if you show up without a team, you can choose your own positions amongst that, yeah. yeah. But once you choose it, it's locked. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in um, attending the Met and competing, definitely reach out to one of us or reach out to Caleb, uh, Mighty Eagle Sumo. Mm-hmm. But we'll put all the contact information in the description for this episode. Let's go ahead and move on to... The Hatsubasho. Oh, man. <laughs> there has been um, a lot of very interesting things happening in this Basho. Very as, much so. As everyone probably knows, uh, Terada Fuji is back. He's back. Yep. He had to sit out the last couple of Bashos, but he is now officially back. Currently, as of day eight, we have a four-way tie for potential Yusho winners. Um, we'll discuss that in a little more detail later on. We also have had four Rikshi drop out of the tournament so far, uh, one of which actually came back for a little while and then dropped out again. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's just been a, a carousel of carnage. It is. Would you call it a show. carnival of carnage? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little golf clap for that one. A little golf clap. <laughs> I walked right into that one. I I deserved it. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and jump right in and talk about some of the stuff that happened on day one. It honestly went pretty much the way you would expect. We got to see new Maigashira 1, Atami Fuji, go up against Hosho Ryu. Uh, again, <laughs> and get thoroughly thrashed this time. He though, did. Not without putting up a fairly good resistance, I would say. Uh, we also got to see the return of Aryokozuna, as I just mentioned, Terano Fuji, who immediately got to work attempting to wrench his opponent's arm off. <laughs> Was the that Uda? newly minted Komasubi. You got it, Uda. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was the lucky boy who got the honor of getting caught in Terunofuji's clamps, much to the worry of 
all of the Ura stands out there the who clamps. spent the next 24 hours or so <laughs> fretting over whether he would survive such an ordeal. Uh, but he did, and he went on to, you know, continue competing in the Basho, but we were worried there for a moment. Yeah. But he's he's very rubbery, though. He's like a stretch Armstrong, so... He always survives somehow. Yeah. He always exactly. survives. The clamp! The clamps! <laughs> yeah, oh, he got dropped on his head a little later in the Basho. Oh, we'll yeah, talk that about brutal. that too. <laughs> he just keeps on going. It's like he's indestructible. <laughs> Day two? I think you actually had the notes for day two. I did. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you found notable about day two? The first one that I found notable was Koto Shoho versus Ono Sato. Oh, and just for uh, clarification, Ono Sato is my nephew. Not your son. Just my nephew. Atami Fuji's my son. Hakuoho is my other son, but Ono Sato is the nephew. (laughs) Because I can't have all the sons. (laughs) He's a really nice guy. He's a really cool dude. I, I like yeah, because you got to meet him in um, yeah. at the at Worlds in Birmingham. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. I wish I got to like have a match with him, but I didn't because it was like I got to meet him when the whole thing was over, when the open was done. Oh. Ooh, he's really nice, dude. He just came up and talked to me. I was be Japanese. So I just smiled. And <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to remember who actually got to have bouts with him because um, we were talking about that yesterday, and I couldn't remember exactly did, who it was. Was it um, was it Gilberto? Yeah, most Americans did, and then some. Uh, like Justin got to do Butsukari with him, so that was fun. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. But yeah, those him. The guy playing football right now, whose name is slipping my head, even though he's oh awesome. Hiratora Hanada. Hanada, Hanada, thank you. Uh, Loma Sumo and her friend are my favorite people that met the World Games. Oh, They're all Fiori. Uh, yes, yes, Fiori. yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, I want to meet her. She seems nice. She does. Yeah. Have you ever seen her friend? That was her last, like I think, competition. She's she's middleweight. I think she's taller and skinnier. I would, I'll send you all videos. I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Not Miku Yamanaka. I think she's a, wait, Miku Yamanaka is a lightweight. Yeah, (laughs) this one's an older one. She's about three or four years older than than, uh, Loma Sumo, and she scares Loma Sumo, which is impressive a lot. Oh, wait, are you talking about Airi, uh, Airi Hisano? I think, I think that. She's got short hair. She's a Tachi that I dream of having. It's gorgeous. Yes, she's powerful. Gosh, yeah, she's powerful. She's people so hard for someone so small. She looks like a, a slender girl, and she's. Oh a, wait! Oh no, because Irie, Irie's a um, she's heavyweight. So yeah. it was a smaller. You said slender. No, no, no. She, okay, yeah, you're talking about the one that has short, short hair. This girl has shoulder length hair. Oh, okay, okay. I'm so sorry. I misheard you. I will send you a video. You understand when I send you a video how amazing she is. Just trust me on this. Oh hell yeah! Trust Caleb. Trust Caleb. <laughs> Okay. This, this is the stock of amateur sumo that Ono Sato came out of. Yeah. Yes, that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the action. We have on day two, Koto Shoho versus Ono Sato. So the previous Jurio Yusho winner, Koto Shoho, was feeling himself when he stepped up to the Shakirisen. He had demonstrated his strength and his skill, but that didn't mean shit to Ono Sato. So Koto Shoho came in fast at the Tachiai, only to have his momentum totally overpowered by the young rookie. Ono Sato scooped Koto Shoho's ass up and threw his ass overboard. Oshita Oshi victory for Ono Sato. Hell yeah. He's been blowing through, like, 
and we are going to talk about this more, but he's just been completely blowing through all the lower Maegashira ranks. Like, it's fantastic to see. Like tissue paper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like rock hard turds through toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Matake Umi versus Hirada Umi. So I was pleasantly surprised and impressed as hell to see Hirata Umi just plow through Matakeyumi like a Mack truck through a wall of toilet paper. Killer Oshidashi victory for Hirata Umi. What are all these toilet paper references? I don't know. That, I wrote that like a few days ago, and there's just more toilet paper just popping up. Someone was having, someone was having some time that day on the toilet. That's, what, that's all it was. <laughs> hey, that's true. I you think that might have been the day I clogged the toilet. <laughs> sumo punks if, if it weren't. um yeah uh Umi actually you know he does have really impressive sumo he doesn't always get the wins but he's he fights his ass off the yeah. only thing that stops him is he just wants to do big man sumo but he's not a big man yeah. <laughs> but he he pulls it off sometimes shit yeah, no, I'm, I'm always happy to see Hirata Umi. I think he gets overlooked a lot because, like, he's one of those people like Uda who doesn't always, like, get all the wins, but I think a lot of people, like, sleep on him. Like, they prefer the style that Uda does to his, but his, to me, is really interesting because it is so aggressive, and like you say, it's just, like, big man sumo in a littler body. Yeah. But that's what makes him interesting. You know, I just yeah. love watching him, like, just get into his warrior mode to get into battle mode. He just <laughs> throws himself at people like, yeah. Hell yeah. Gives it his all. Yeah. And that's that fighting. That's what it is. Fighting spirit. Exactly. That's what, what attracts exactly. me to hear out I love seeing his fighting spirit. Hell yeah. And then I did have to make a small note that the Tobizaru versus Nishkigi bout, you know, where he snapped him down, ruffled my feathers. Really? My feathers were ruffled. My cage was rattled. Really? Yeah. Elaborate that. Your nipples oh, because, were tweaked. Yeah, no, because Nishkigi, <laughs> Nishkigi is like my doppelganger. Like, oh, God. Because when I look at Nishkigi in the face, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. And to see him get snapped down like that by Toby Zaru. I'm going to have to start a tally of every time you've mentioned this on a Because episode. it's true. But no, seriously. I don't see I'm it. I'm trying to remember that. I'm trying to look at him and thinking that. Yeah, when I take my glasses off, you know, so like... Okay, yeah. So they know that we do that your eyes shit. more than they naturally close. All right, fine. Here, like this. Uh-huh. No, I do that too. Yeah. Take your glasses. You can't help it. Your, your eyes are good. You squint. You just kind of squint, you know? I mean, we've all seen Hoshoryu without his glasses and his squint just makes him look mean. Yeah, it does make him look mean, right? <laughs> it's just squinting. Sumo time. <laughs> But then he puts his glasses on and he's all giggly and he just looks kind of silly. All right. So the next bout on day two, Rudin versus Shodai. So Shakespearean villain Rudin versus our hallowed lord of chaos, Shodai. Rudin knocked Lord Shodai back with his Tachiai, but Shodai has a reactive style and took Rudin's attacks as an opportunity to slip in an inside left. And instead of the belt, he opted for the armpit and just threw Rudin's funky ass out. Did you only include that bout because you like it when Rudin loses? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a Rudin fan, actually. Really? Don't I much, yes. I don't know what the hatred is. I don't get it, but, you know. Okay, so... <laughs> Honestly, kind of a Rudin fan too at first because you know 
You remember when he had that little like touchy eye twerk that he used Yeah, to I was upset that they took that away from him. Oh. Yeah, but um what what ha happened was <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had actually broken COVID protocols. He was like, you know, going out to the hostess bars and stuff, but he was also seeing this woman while he was married. Yeah, I know that, but I don't yeah. know that. and he here's my thing, I don't know the relationship. Pregnant. Bill, I don't know true. the relationship. Like they that's can, true. they may have an open a relationship. A lot of Japanese marriage couples are are open and and like even their marriages, like something like half of them are not sexual at all. Like half of their marriages. That are wasn't not all of it though. He actually uh, got her pregnant and then tried yep. to force her to have an abortion, allegedly. Well, I didn't hear anything about forcing to have an abortion. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. But yeah, I, I never heard that. It's it's fun to have a villain too. I think that's a big part of like why everybody is kind of turned on Mutin is because you you have to have your uh, bad guy. The bad guy, yeah. The, the, the protagonist. The, the villain, the bad guy, the protagonist. The what's the wrestling term for it? Oh, are you the heel. The heel. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say. Wait, what? Rudin is the heel for sure in my world. Yeah, my yeah. It's and it's just fun to have like characters like that. You know. I understand. I understand. There's people. I usually hate people for bad sumo. Uh, you know that that's me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the people that drive me nuts. That's the reason why I didn't like Abby. And when people hated Abby, it was because of the whole Instagram thing. Yeah. But I because I thought his sumo was shit. <laughs> the Instagram thing just made me like him more. Or was it Twitter? I think it was Twitter. Yeah. No, it was. But that just made me like him more. It was a small video. I don't know if it was Twitter, but it, I mean, what it was. But I remember it was a small video. I remember seeing the yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. We, I have it on my phone. I actually showed it to Dan and his wife whenever we were eating after Keiko earlier. <laughs> and they were like, that's all it was? That's not so bad. It's like, but to the old fogies in the JSA it, yeah, was, it was awful. How dare they? Yeah. Yeah. You're making fun of you're making fun of the product. That was the issue. Yeah. That because you know they're making fun of sumo. It's I and mean, they like sumo wrestling, but like the the you know DJSA. They're making fun of the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I fuck him. I mean, fuck the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> I understood. I understood. <laughs> you yeah. gotta save your business. All right. Kotonowaka's sound defeat of Gonoyama was beautiful, and that was a gorgeous Uwatanage. I just had to make sure I let the world know that. Yeah. And yeah, um, Karishima beating up Takayasu using only Oshizumo was satisfying. Yeah. He's usually a belt guy, but he defeated Takayasu with Oshi, and that's definitely that was a unique Yoko for him. Yeah. That was a Yokozuna esque style. You know, it was yeah. a good display of it's. He's just looking more well rounded. Yeah. And then Takakesho beat my son, but it was a damn good match. You know, the old hamster actually had a convincing victory this time instead of just a hanka. So maybe everyone will shut up about it now. You know, because can I just say something real quick? I hate that they say hanka. He's done like two and three, maybe in his entire career. Yeah. Probably less than any freaking wrestler I've ever seen. But somehow he's the Hinka guy. I know. Chiyoshoma's yeah. the Hinka guy. Yeah, everybody yes, is. Yes, if anybody's the Hinka guy, he is. Yes. <laughs> but but what pissed me off about it is that, you know, Takakesho was just, you know, he was in the midst of battle. He was doing his style of sumo. What he, you know, just what he thought the moment called for and in interviews he said he just kind of he just moved you know he just you know just kind of went with the rhythm of the of the bout you know but yeah. i don't fault him at all for seizing a moment to 
point, even though Atami Fuji is my son, and <laughs> and I love him, but Takakesho, you know, he was, uh, he's older, he's wiser, he has more skill, his skill's more polished, and, you know, Atami Fuji left himself open to that attack. So, you know, but that's a lesson learned. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, he will, exactly. Everybody he knows everybody except for the top, top guys right now. He's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't fault him, but there are other newer Atami Fuji fans out there that are like, oh, my God, how dare he? So, well, she was talking about heels earlier. I think no one in the English-speaking world has hated more than Takakesho, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Yeah, no. Go online and just mention him. Yeah. You know, I've seen that. Thing. It's like, Takakesho, man, I miss him. Or so, It didn't have to be anything important. And Ow. people will go on there and tell you how terrible of a human being he is and call him names. Like, when did this call- happen? Because I haven't been on social media a lot lately, but last I remembered, everybody was writing Takakesho's dick. Yeah, up until the Hinka to Atami Fuji. No, 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 no. Before that, that. Oh, it was before that? Takakesho, everybody wants to hate on him. Mostly English-speaking people. Because he doesn't belt fight, and somehow that makes him a bad person. Uh, I don't get that. What? But that's funny because that's why the Japanese people love him so much. I know. Like, I, I like Takakesho. Three times now. <laughs> they love the guy, except they didn't like the Hinka. But besides that, they've loved the shit out of that guy. And, and I love the shit out of that guy. I, I like Takakesho. <laughs> I don't understand people who are like so down on Oshi style sumo. Like They think it's not technique. Even though it is, but it think, is. Yeah, I've I've seen it. Like uh, like people who call names like Goblin say, well, you know, it's just his mass. Yeah, there's that, plenty of big people. No, me, it takes more than that to beat people, and to yeah. beat he has a winning record or close to 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 almost everybody but Hakaho. Like he has, I think he's nine and ten with Terunofuji, eight and eight with uh, Kirishima. He's and then like winning records with everybody else. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You don't make it to Ozeki without actual skill. Yeah. You know, you're not going to make it to Ozeki just on your ass. Yeah. You've been there for four years and when how many? Is it four championships or five now? Four? I think it's four. A lot. Takakesho definitely has like a lot of skill. It's not just, you know, mass or whatever. I'm not going to say he's my favorite Ozeki, but that's just like personal preference. But I'm still able to recognize the skill that he has. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And I actually don't mind it too much because when I see someone on online say one trick pony, I'm like, okay, you know, I know what you're talking uh, about. No, no. <laughs> you just think that you know what you're talking about. That's fine. That's fine. It, I, it, I had to stop myself from trying to even like heed a lot of the opinions of the armchair Oyakata that show up, you know, during every Basho and all those social media groups. True. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh, God. That's part of, I think, like you had said, like part of the reason why mostly Westerners are so down on him and that style of sumo is just because they don't really, they don't get into it as much as we do where we're doing the translations and we're like trying to really understand what's going on. They're just like, you know, oh, the fight's on, let's put it on and, you know, drink some beers and watch it. They, they don't, they don't understand like everything that's actually happening and what it takes to get to that point And like, it's yeah, it's fucking stupid. And most people never actually try to get in and push another person out of a ring before. Exactly. I like, like to see a lot of them like, get in there and do it. That you would think, hey, look, that guy can push out most people. He's terrible at pushing. <laughs> he, I wanted him to be a great pusher, but he didn't have the timing to push. 
That's why he's better on the belt. Because he doesn't have the timing it takes to push someone out the ring very usually, usually. Yeah. But when he gets the belt, he can do that. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, that doesn't make him a bad wrestler. That just means that's something that's hard to do. And for some reason, people think it's easy when you're big. Yeah, Oshi style is actually more difficult than uh, Yotsumo. Yotsumo. Yotsumo, yeah. Yotsumo, yeah. The belt style. Um I kind of find belt sumo to be like the only reason that Oshizumo is like hard for me is because like I have bad aim, you know, and like the timing, you because know. Because you don't wear your glasses. I can't wear them while I'm fighting. <laughs> you can't see. I know. I keep telling you to get contact contacts, so they could fall out like Bubba's did today. No, no contacts. I, I don't. No, no. Contacts. I'm writing this like Nishikigi. La- laser I will fight blind. <laughs> We've had <laughs> blind sumo wrestlers before. I will do that. See if my if my doppelganger fights blind, I will fight blind. Okay, okay. Yeah, have y'all seen? I don't know how much history of sumo you have. You ever seen the Robo Sumo wrestler? The what? Uh, I don't remember his actual name. I knew him because I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, Robocop. Robocop. Oh, Takumi Sakari. Yeah. Thank you. I knew it started with a T, but I couldn't remember how to say it. If you haven't seen him, he's fun to watch. But he was almost legally blind. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you seen his People loved him because his little thing before, like the salt stuff, was so like it's it like, looked like he was dancing like a robot. Like <laughs> it was just so like. Tight. Yeah, that's why they called him RoboCop. Yeah. yeah, and he would walk like that too. <laughs> you know, just put down the Hanamichi, you know, and he got this intense ass face. You know, and I thought he was cool when I was younger, but when I found out he couldn't actually like see why he was wrestling, that was awesome. And that's when I yeah. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I love that guy. But it, to see him, like when you see close-ups of him, you know, oh, that's the guy that I was showing you. Whenever Wakamoto Haru fell on his lap and he was making that face, like, man, get off of me, you know. Yeah. That was Takumi Sakari. <laughs> but like, if you look at his glasses, they are Coke bottle glasses. They are. They're so thick. It is it one of those things like um, like Daredevil, where when you <laughs> when you can't see, your other senses are heightened. How does that work actually not- on the dojo? They're not heightened. They're just, <laughs> I, I can't even explain it. You're just moving. <laughs> You're just yeah. moving. You're not seeing things. You're just moving. I can't see when I'm fighting. I really can't. It's a big blur, but yeah, just move. Uh, there was a sumo wrestler, Yokozuna, who couldn't see out one eye. Uh, he didn't tell anybody till like later, and people Futaba- said that's Futabayama, the guy that had the uh, record before Hakuho. Oh yeah, yeah he had the, but no, he, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he couldn't see that one eye, and people said it was unnerving to watch him wrestle because he was looking through you. But it turned out because his eye was blind. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I was like, oh no, he can't even see me. That's true, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he got had some sort of like uh, incident whenever he was a kid, was just blind in that one eye. But he was the one that set the record before Hakuho, you know, broke it. Well, okay, fine. I will stop trying to get you to wear contact lenses. Just, I did it, Matt. Yes. Just practice more. I don't I know will. what to say now. <laughs> All right. So the last bout of day two that I had to really, you know, it was mandatory. Okay. Was Terano Fuji versus Wakamoto Hard, dude. Wakamoto Hard. All right. So Big T-Bird looked like he may have had the uh, the hard dude in a bind there for a second. And he pushed him to the Tawara. Wakamoto Haru managed to return the favor and push Teru to the Tawara. The two warriors met back in the middle of the dojo. Hard dude wasted no movement and used every single ounce of strength to move back Teru Nofuji. There was a stalemate for a moment. 
Terunofuji was visibly in pain as he kept his knees bent, bracing for action. Wakamoto Haru must have felt a shatter point in the force because he seized a moment and forced out Terunofuji for his first career Kinboshi win. That's not a bad consolation prize for, you know, he lost his Sanyaku rank, but, Mm -hmm. you know, since he's a Maigashira one, you know, getting that Kinboshi must be nice. Well, he wouldn't have been able to get it if he was still Sanyaku, because it's only Maigashira who get Kinboshi, right? So, yeah, that, yeah that's, I didn't think about it like that. I didn't think about it. I didn't even know it was his first. That was awesome. I know he looks like his old self this tournament, and that's nice. yeah. yeah. It's nice to see this, see him fight hard again. It's good. Hell yeah. The other walk up there. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about day three. Takiyasu actually ended up dropping out on this day due to his old back injury acting up again. Um, he had actually finally made it back up to a Sanyaku rank after a year in Maigashira. However, um, he does end up coming back a few days later. We'll talk about that some more. First actual bout I wanted to talk about was Hokuto Fuji versus Daisho. After losing his Komasubi rank last Basho, Hokuto Fuji gains a win by Oshidashi against the Sekiwake Daisho. For the first time in two and a half years, the last time he won against Daisho was May 2021. It has been that long. So it's kind of like uh, Wakamoto Haru, you know, he had to lose his Sanyaku rank to actually start, like, bunking on fools. I know. I mean, I know it's not the same as a Kimboshi, but like this is a, you know, for their personal rivalry, that's a win. Yeah. That's more than just a regular win for Hokuto Fuji. Uh, Another bout I found interesting on day three was Wakamoto Haru versus Takakesho. After defeating the Yokozuna on day two, Wakamoto Haru comes back to take out an Ozeki. It looked like Taka had him as he pushed him across the dokyo to the edge of the Tawara, but Wakamoto Haru was able to reverse momentum and start pushing Takakesho all the way back across the dojo until he pushes him out with a Tsukidashi to pretty minimal resistance from the Ozeki. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, he just, he looked like he didn't want to fight it anymore. He was just like, I got got, whatever. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about day four? All right. So day four, we start off the day with news of Takakesho going Kyujo. Um, it looks oh, like yeah. he tweaked his neck when he tachiyai'd Wakamoto Haru on day three. He yeah. did, like, right after that tachiyai, his body just kind of stiffened up. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. They are talking about his neck before the tournament. Like, how bad Yeah. Poor guy. All right. So to the action, we have... Hokuseiho versus Asanoyama. <laughs> so here we can see a difference in battle experience. Of course, Groot goes for his favored right-hand grip so he can do his Frankenstein thing. But Asanoyama dips into the same angle as his arm and cancels out his leverage. The former Ozeki got low and drove forward, and not even his favorite grip could save him from being popped out of the ring like a stubborn blackhead. <laughs> I love that Asanoyama just flat-out refused to play Groot's game, and his sumo canceled out anything the young giant could throw at him. 
I've been really liking Asano Yama this this tournament, even though he looks like a giant angry toddler. I've been very much enjoying his sumo this basho. I've noticed Hokuseiho is actually starting to get a bit better. He does fall back on his fucking Frankenstein style a lot still. Yeah. But he's trying new things, yeah. you know. He's he's kind of coalescing. Uh, his style of sumo beyond just stand there. Yeah, it's starting to get <laughs> rocked up. Yeah. He needs to lose. Uh, I'm not saying that out of hatred. He needs to lose so he realizes his style is not going to win just because it's yes. It's yeah. a common thing in sports, period. Any sport. When someone's so good in athletic, you see it all the time. In high, you see guys in high school and college kill people. Then they get to the pros and think, well, this is the way I've always done it. And not realize that maybe you need more technique at this point because everybody's yeah. athletic at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's a loser, so it gets into his head that hey, I gotta switch stuff up. Failure is essential to success. Yes, <laughs> it is. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna quote you on that. Quotable quotables. <laughs> I do those sometimes. <laughs> All right. So the next notable day four bout: Shodai versus Dae Show. Sabrina's boyfriend versus my boyfriend. <laughs> I have to give it to the Lord of Chaos on this one because he fought his ass off. Daesho used his Notawa attack to fend off Shodai and used Sapari thrusts to hold him at bay. Shodai attacked relentlessly, exploiting any opening he could find, but Daesho put on his best battle face and pushed down the Lord of Chaos, earning an Oshi Taoshi win. <sighs> <laughs> My boyfriend beat up your boyfriend. Uh, I kind of like it when our boyfriends fight, though. <laughs> oh, and a side note. Uh, Ura, Ura's first win of 2024 was by Fusenshu. Yeah. And it happened on day four. Yeah. I was a little disappointed I about know. that, but meh. He's, he's in the meat grinder, you he know. Is. They put him against everyone rugged at the very beginning. Yeah, first tournament is Komasubi. He's he's just going to get pounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're an M1 or Komasubi, that's just life. That's <laughs> just what they do. You know, his, his first week was really tough, but I think his second week... Uh, well, he, okay, as of day eight, he is at... One and seven, so he may end up getting a Makikoshi, but I think we are gonna see him kind of bounce back. Part of the <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's not really a pun, I guess, but still, um, oh, but it's understandable joke, yeah, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yeah, we'll see him bounce back in week two, I think, yeah. um, and then hopefully. If he does get demoted back down to Mayashira, which I'm kind of thinking he will, he'll have learned some valuable lessons, and we'll see him in the Sanyaku ranks again. Yeah. It'd be impressive as hell if he wins out and, and keeps the rank. That'd be a- I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I think if he gets a Kachikoshi, he may actually keep uh, Komusubi. If he, well, can- he definitely would. They wouldn't, they wouldn't demote him on an 8 and 7. Not when you're that high up. There's no way you're going to do that. Yeah, so I, you're right. You're totally they right. I just don't think he's going to win out. him did really, really good, though. <laughs> like, if they they might push slot. him. What they would do there, they wouldn't drop him. They would open up an extra slot. That's right. Yeah. So if they didn't have extra slots to open up and there were, uh, like, you know, maybe multiple Mayashira who had done really well, like, it, it, 
pretty much like in the joy or close to it, then they would do that. But yeah. Anyway, we're we're digressing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the last notable bout from day four, Kurishima versus Midori Fuji. Oh my god. So Midori Fuji looked like he was ready to bring the heat right off the bat. The Ozeki attacked with both hands at the Tachiai, but Midori Fuji struck at Kurishima like a cobra. He got underhooks on him and started working his ass, trying to break his balance. Midori Fuji attacked at every opening, giving no respite. Midori Fuji got Kurishima in a position to kotanage his ass, but the Ozeki shifted his weight, which is exactly what Midori Fuji wanted. He turned this kotanage feint into a damn kataskashi. He yeah. slammed Kurishima to the clay. I swear I could hear that Onyx song, you know, slam. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Let the boys be boys. <laughs> I know, that was I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was by far my favorite match so far of this boss show. It might win the match of the boss show for me because that is just fantastic. That was fantastic. It was bad. I, I was losing my mind. It was great. It was fun. Fun to watch. Even though it was Sabrina's one of her boyfriends getting slammed to the clay. It was done by one of her other boyfriends. So. Oh, you got to think, think for Eric. It. I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not hate it. I was thoroughly <laughs> impressed, actually. I love watching Midori Fuji win. You oh, know, now yeah. that, especially now that Karishima is Ozeki and he's doing really well and maybe we'll make Yokozuna, I can focus more on the little guys like <laughs> Midori Fuji. Um, yeah, very impressive. Going into day five, uh, we had Matakiyumi versus Tamawashi. Interesting bout for these two. Tamawashi had only won seven of the 36 bouts they've had with each other throughout their careers. They end up getting locked up for close to a minute, which is pretty rare for pusher thrusters. Uh, but eventually, Tamawashi starts plowing Matakiyumi across the dohyo like he's doing Butsukari or some shit. <laughs> Just sliding him over to the Tawara before thrusting up on Matakiyumi's throat to thrust him out. He, double thrust. Double thrust. <laughs> no, it was really cool because he got him up to the Tawara and then just kind of like, it's like when you're trying to put a, like a box on a high shelf, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just like, eh, get up there. <laughs> uh, then I had Tobizaru versus Atami Fuji as another interesting bout from that day. Tommy Fuji was a bit high and hesitant at the Tachiai, but still managed to get a left-hand overarm grip on the back of Tobizaru's Mawashi. Tobizaru does everything he can to deny Atami Fuji the right-hand grip. They lock up for a bit. Tobizaru tries to go for a leg sweep, which he does. Uh, <laughs> Atami Fuji tries a few throws. The struggle heats up until eventually Atami Fuji decides to abandon the idea of tossing the monkey and simply forces him out by Oshidashi. <laughs> oh my god, tossing the monkey. I know, I know, it sounds like a euphemism <laughs> for Kirkin. <laughs> it's like, it's like what are you doing in there, Matt? You better not be tossing the monkey in there. I was going to, but then I decided to abandon it. I... <laughs> This wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, and I, I hesitated at the uh, part where Tobizaru uh, tried to kick his feet out from under him because that does come up later in this boss show as well. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. The next bout that I have for day five was Gonoyama versus Hoshoryu. Gonoyama, at a career-high rank of Mayashira 3, executes an immaculate... Tachi eye getting in tight on Hoshoryu and escorting him out before he even has a chance to respond. It was so perfect that apparently Haas sustained some sort of injury from all of Gonoyama's <laughs> awesomeness. Um, either way, this was the belt that knocked Hoshoryu off the leaderboard. Hoshoryu's still doing pretty good, though, so I guess he didn't get too injured. You know, not definitely not injured enough to drop out or anything, yeah. even though we have had a lot of... Uh, Everyone's all taped up. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Kujo. There's a lot of people taped up. A lot of people limping around. It's like, damn. Mm, Some people aren't fighting as hard as normal. In a wheelchair. <laughs> a lot of people not fighting as hard as normal. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because this has been a great. This has been a great boss show. Back and forth, hard fights. But there are people who, you're like, no, that guy is. He's he'll kill this person, and then it didn't happen. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell are they doing? Go ahead and give us your day six. Day six. I do have to mention that Takara Fuji just got straight up railroaded by Ono Sato. <laughs> there was no stopping that fucking um, train. Ono Sato has been railroading everybody. <laughs> Pretty much everybody. All right. So we're going to go with Koto Shoho versus Aoyama. This started out like a standard slugfest, but Koto Shoho got under Big Dan and drove him out. But when he landed out of the dojo, Big Dan had done something terrible to his knee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that same injured, wrapped up knee that's already been janky. But uh, whenever I um, was doing the notes, I actually, like, a, was it like a day later um, on the uh, Sumo Punks Discord server that Aoyama did just go ahead and pull out, you know, Day seven, and uh, apparently it was his ACL. Uh, yeah, day seven ruptured ACL. This could actually be a career ender. Oh, the last for, we see of Big Dan. For age, and he his skills were already dropping. Yeah, I mean, kind of hard to, to figure a way to stay in when you're probably going to come in at a non-salary level when you get back from it. And he's got two years or two uh, Japanese citizenship two years ago. Yeah. So. What he intends to do. I mean, I think he'd be a damn good Oyakata, you know, but if that, if he's got Kabu, I hope he gets to. Is Yeah, but is there going to be any elder stock available? That's all. Yeah. Like, there's not, there's only so much of that. So, like, you got right. hope someone's selling. Got to see what's going on. It just yeah. seems like nobody wants to be Magaki, though. It's like that elder stock <laughs> is cursed. It keeps shuffling around. <laughs> yeah, but um, people have been saying, this this is probably the last we're gonna see of him. I'm gonna miss Big Dan because with that kind of an injury and the kind of like healing that he's gonna have to do, he's not gonna want to drop all the way back down to like Makushita or even lower and then build but, his way back up again. Because how old is he? He's like 37, 37, yeah, 38, 36, yeah, 30, 35 at the youngest, and I I think he's 36, 37. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't look it up, but that's what I'm thinking. I am. It might just be time. 99% positive we are going to hear... In uh, time. Aoyama is retiring within the next few weeks. Yeah. yeah. He I'm going to miss water bags. It's, it's been a... <laughs> <laughs> 
Watching those things flop around like gorgeous. gorgeous yeah. He's, he's been like a staple of sumo the entire time that I've been watching. You yeah. know, it's just like, oh, yeah, there's Big Dan with the big milk cans. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's- people who are like non-Mongolians that are wrestling. Like like foreigners, I mean. There's a lot of yeah. foreigners who are not like non-Mongolians. So it was kind of cool. You're going to miss that guy, you know? Yeah. The billionaire is gone, and now the Bulgarian's leaving, and it's like... The boobs from Bulgaria. <laughs> well, now the the only two, um, like, hardcore Eastern Europeans that I know of so far, just uh, Shishi and Jurio, and then that Aonishki kid. That, uh, uh, yeah. Is it uh, Roga? Russian? Oh yeah, Rogue is Russian, yeah. but he's like Mongolian. He's ethnically Mongolian. Yeah, like he, he, someone's gonna have to tell you he's Russian because he doesn't. He looks Mongolian. Yeah, no, he, he definitely <laughs> does. I and mean, they're right next to each other. It makes sense. I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah, Shishi needs to work on his and his. I've been watching him. He needs to work on his technique. He turns his entire body to the side. Yeah, like like like, like when you try to knock a door down. And like that is not good technique, man. No, not at all, man. Whenever he fought Takeru Fuji, he just went straight through him, just like fucking boom, like that. Uh, Takeru Fuji guy didn't he used to be Terano Fuji's attendant or something before yeah, he got the Jurio. Yeah. I'm liking watching that guy. That guy is badass. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's gonna be awesome. He has a lot of technique issues to work out first. Yeah. yeah. It's also be 23. It's fine. He'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Continuing on day six, we have Ichi Yamamoto versus Matake Umi. Ichi! So poor Ichi <laughs> hasn't had a good first week, but he uh, must have felt that dopamine surge when he slapped down Matake Umi's dick in the dirt. <laughs> that was a brutal smackdown. And, you know, for those of you who refer to Ichi Yamamoto as Abi Light, Abi actually had a very similar victory against Hoshoryu, so poor Abi had a rough start to the tournament, especially, you know, with the passing of his master, Tarao. Uh, yes. But for this win against Toss, that just had to be a little bit of some balm for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, other notable bouts, Takayasu versus Uda, and Papa Bear's back. He came back, and he's hungry, and yeah. he took on the pink demon Uda. So Takayasu wrangled Uda effectively, going from underhooks to an outside right belt grip and right to the Owatanage and knocked poor Uda on his face. He basically got a pile drive. He did. <laughs> he just got pile he drove. Yeah. And then his poor Chonmage, like the, he got smashed down. So it just looked like he was wearing a beret. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like he just went literally face first into the dirt. Like, oh, I know. And he looked like he got his bell rung hard. From yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. No, but he he is our rubber boy, so yeah. he took it in stride. And but you go, you can tell he's a whenever he smiles afterwards. Sometimes he'll make that distressed Uda face where he's just kind of like. <laughs> but he just did that for a second before he just started smiling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next we have a Tommy Fuji versus Die a Show. Oh man! So uh, this one almost made me pee on myself. So <laughs> Daesho surged forward at the Tachiai, unleashing his usual barrage of supari thrusts. He worked my son to the Tawara, and as Daesho moved in for the finishing move, Atami Fuji sidestepped and let Daesho's own momentum force himself out of the ring. I could see my son starting to connect some of those dots in his battle sense. Yes. 
I need oh, to take yeah. a couple lessons from that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, last notable bout for day six: Terano Fuji versus Toby Zaru. This fucking bout. This fucking bout. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone got bent out of shape about this one. The flying monkey gave Teru a harite at the tachi eye, and his finger hit Teru in the eye. And no one likes getting hit in the face when you're not expecting it, but you add a finger to the eye, folks are going to get pissed. So Teru no Fuji. That's what he claimed anyway. Teru no Fuji deflected all of Tobizaru's attacks. The flying monkey hopped around to avoid the rampage, but Teru grabbed him by the face and notawad his ass off the dohyo, glaring down at him menacingly. Hiro Morita referred, this, referred to this as extracurricular. <laughs> but uh, Teru later explains that the finger in his eye pissed him off and didn't even mention anything about the leg kicks that everybody thought was the... Yeah, that, that was the reason that he gave for why he went so hard on Tobizaru. And did the glare. Yeah. Is the finger in his um, eye? I don't think it was the... The leg kick either because Toby Zaru is always doing that shit. Yeah. You know, it, it's to be expected. Some people say, well, he kicked a little higher than he usually does. Maybe he was trying to go for Teru's uh, bad knee, but I don't think that no. was it either. Um, a, a third option is it might have had something to do with the fact that Toby Zaru was the last person he fought before he had to drop out for two and a half tournaments. Yeah. So it might have been a little bit of payback, you know? No, I think it was the eye. I have been poked in the eye so. in the tournament before. <laughs> I, I reacted completely different, but I can see, like, losing your shit when that happens. It was Eric when uh, at a Constance Cup. On the touch, I, his eye slipped and hit me in the – I mean, his finger slipped and hit me in the eye. I think I remember that, yeah. And the next – if you watch it, the next thing, I ball up, and he hits me, and I go flying. And uh, I was very angry at the time, but like, I just wish I had to. I wish I was a gangster enough of Terano Fuji to go off. Instead of going off, my body's reaction was to curl up like a child. Oh. <laughs> but you got your eye poked, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah but now, now after seeing that match, I'm like, God. Next gotta, time. Gotta Next time. Terano Fuji. Why can't I do that? Why can't I be like, oh, I still going. <laughs> <laughs> Going into day seven now, we had Midori Fuji versus Gonoyama. Both guys have been doing pretty exciting sumo despite their scores sucking ass. Gonoyama gives Midori Fuji a forceful tachiai, pushing him all the way to the Tawara and then attempting a pull down, which Midori Fuji resists. For a moment, Midori Fuji thinks he can just get into a slugfest with him and start suparing the fuck out of him, but he just gets multiple notawas to the face and neck until he's against the bales again. Just as Gonayama was about to deal the death blow, Midori Fuji grabs his arm, pulls him forward, sidesteps, gets behind him, and pushes him out. That was a nice okuridashi. Oh, it was. Yes, <laughs> it indeed was. So, uh, Karishima versus Hokuto Fuji. So, this was an action-packed bout. Holy shit. 
This was a flurry of limbs and a brutal exchange of blows. Hokuto Fuji momentarily got the advantage and pressed forward. The Yogi wasn't expecting this and got plowed over. He got he got hit so hard he lost his hat and his sandals. <laughs> he told the Rikishi to keep going and he got his gear in order, but and he was still going Nogata Nogata Nogata. They kind of got stuck in a stalemate whenever he was you know putting his gear back on. Yeah. So Karishima breaks the stalemate and goes for a Kotanage at the Tawara, but the Billy Goat. Hokuto Fuji was too sure-footed for that kind of bullshit. So, unfortunately, Karishima was already two steps ahead and worked Hokuto Fuji into position to get his ass bulldozed out of the ring. Just excellent sumo from both of these gentlemen. I, I can't remember the Gyoji's name, but... <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. I always think it's funny when the like, Gyoji get pulled over. Is it Kimura Yodo, I think? Maybe something like that, but he was kind of lucky that they kind of locked up, and it it makes me wonder if maybe they did that on purpose so he could collect himself. But because he was like fully turned around, like not even looking at him, <laughs> trying to find his sandals, and like <laughs> Yobadashi had to kind of run up and just yeah. hand it to him. Yeah, no, it was uh... putting on the hat was the best part. Yeah, <laughs> when they were locked up, and he was just kind of putting a little hat on. Cool. <laughs> it was so fun to watch that. I don't know yeah. why I enjoyed it so much. Well, and put his hat on. They're they're always so like you know regal and stoic and just very well put together. And then to see them so disheveled is just—it's kind of novel. Yeah, <laughs> it is very novel. <laughs> All right. So the next bouts on day seven was Tobizaru versus Hoshoryu. Tobizaru shot forward with an orthodox tachiai, which is, you know, kind of weird for Tobizaru. And uh, Hoshoryu fought a grappling bout with the flying monkey. And they entangled their limbs into a mass of spaghetti as they jockeyed for position. It didn't take long for Haas to get a Morizashi, and he just Yori carried the flying monkey out of there. So it was a bit satisfying. I think Tobizaru was just getting too big for his britches. You think? It's just a smackdown. <laughs> No, not really. I mean, isn't that what Terano Fuji tried to do? Well, he did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't know. You either love Tobizari, Tobizari. You either love Tobizaru or you are indifferent to Tobizaru. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't know what he hates him. I know people are like, whatever. That yeah. makes. <laughs> He's an agent of chaos. He he is. Yes, he's one of the agents of chaos for sure. I didn't hear you bring this up, but I want to bring this up. But day seven was a uh, was a uh, Terunofuji versus Shodai, and I oh. wanted to bring it up because you got to see Shodai actually do the sumo he can do. Yeah, when he's not depressed, his tachiai is when he wants to. He I don't see it very often when he wants to. His tachiai is great, mm. and Terunofuji's tachiai was high, and so. Boom, Shodai got right underneath him. He got so close that Tana Fuji couldn't get the double arms around the elbows. He could only get it around like the shoulders, which doesn't work. And it was it was over at that point. It was just a matter of time for the rest of that. I know. <laughs> People were like, well, maybe uh Tana Fuji's knees aren't good. I was like, that had nothing to do with his knees. Someone beat him in the Tachi and it was over. <laughs> I was yeah. that's what happened there. He got out sumoed on that one. No, when Shodai's good, he's real fucking good. It's just you know, like a lot of the other Rikshi, he's got problems with consistency. That's what makes, like, a really good sumo wrestler is that you can, like, have the adaptability and the focus and, 
and all these other things that give you that really good consistency where you well the consistency that Shodai said you he, that he doesn't have but you know able to put himself into the mindset that he needs to to you know be consistent to keep winning yeah, just to me yeah. it's like he a lot of it is mental for sure yeah and yeah. you know even Hakuho was said to have respected Shodai's Tachiai you know Hakuho said oh, yeah. he feared Shodai's Tachiai yeah <laughs> But um, he has the potential, you know, but I think he's a lot like me, just gets stuck in his own head and, you know, just wrestles like shit sometimes. Well, Shodai still made it to Ozeki, so that means there's hope for sure. you. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, watching him fucking just like toss Terra no Fuji like a sack of potatoes was was fucking great. I was like, I was like, I feel like there was, we're missing a Kenboshi here. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the Nakabi. Day eight. So day eight, Takayasu is out again. After returning on day six, this time he drops out due to the flu. But his medical certificate said it was the recurring back pain and the flu. Okay, well, he's always going to have the back pain. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. He's got and a fucked up back. Lingering issues and you get the flu, those are going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get the yeah. flu. Because your body's weaker, so that makes sense. Yeah, he was running a fever, and he was formally diagnosed by a medical professional with the flu, which kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen to... Uh, I think it was Ura he fought on day six, and then uh, who did he fight on day seven? Oh, God. I'll I'm... have to go back and look. But, yeah, are was he contagious? Were they going to come down with the flu as well? I guess we'll find out in the next... Uh, See like who goes next uh, week. <laughs> who goes Kujo next? So. Yeah. Well, hopefully most of them have shots. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, yeah, flu shots are important. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they are. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, I guess if if Takayasu had gotten his flu shots, maybe he just happened to get a strain that um, was more rare for that year. Because yeah. you know how flu shots go; they they put yeah. different strains that are like the most common for that year, but you know, if you end up getting a strain that, um, that is yeah. is you still just get it. <laughs> They're usually, I think, 70 to 80% effective, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm thinking to everybody. Because also sometimes, sometimes your body just gets the flu. No matter how yeah. hard it fights it off, it just, it's just a fact of life. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm saying with other people. If other people got their shots, they got their vaccine shots, and their body fought, the, fought that off, and they might be fine. You know, you don't know. Yeah, that's that's always good to say too. So JSA is really good about like you know like inoculating everybody and making them that's do their good. Yeah. yeah. So I could definitely see um, you know maybe he did just get a bad strain or maybe his body just wasn't producing the right antibodies, but everybody else would be like, I feel fine, whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, I can see that completely. At least hopefully that's the way. That's the way it should be. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been some guys like man. I heard. Um, a Tommy Fuji on his uh, the first trip into Makauchi, the re one of the reasons he did so poorly was because he had the damn flu. I yeah, I heard that too. It's like, I remember. I wish he could have just stayed home, but I mean, for your first Makauchi tournament, I could understand not, but still. Oh yeah, for sure. But the first notable belt that I had for day eight was Tamawashi versus Asanoyama. Oh, Asanoyama, the sole leader going into day eight. 
Looks like he's back on the upswing as he faces off against Tamawashi. They start the bout with an exchange of Supari and Notawas, each struggling against the other's resistance. Asonoyama finally gets a double grip on the Mawashi of Tamawashi, who then starts spinning them both around until, with a quick jerk to the left by Tamawashi, Asanoyama stumbles and goes rolling off the side of the dohyo himself. Oh, I know. I was like, no! <laughs> it, it seemed crazy to you at all? Did it look bad at any, at any point, Asanoyama? Because, I mean, I assume y'all heard the news tonight, right? What Wait. news? The Asanoyama is pulling out. Oh, what? what? He did? A seven and one. Yeah. What? Uh, no. And I'm like, I was There's trying to remember, like, the match from this what? morning when I watched it. I was like, did did he get hurt? I can't remember it at all. I can't remember it. I know he had the last tournament. He had a calf issue. But yeah. I didn't see him, like, really limping or anything. And you wouldn't pull out at seven and one. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best I've seen him in years. I know. fantastic, this tournament. Yeah, yeah, no, I hadn't heard. I had checked the absences. Yeah, I'm on like the, a couple of hours before we started recording, and I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm on it right now, and they they say they have Hokuto Fuji, Takayasu, Aoyama, Hokuseho, Takakesho are pretty much the uh, the missing ones Wait, right now. That so. would be fantastic because people are getting it off of like Japanese Twitter, so oh. it wasn't like anything guaranteed. But I I heard it from enough people that usually at this point it usually means something. Yeah. Like yeah. that many people could be like, yeah, I heard it from this person this or or got off of this Twitter account or like if you put it on Twitter like, yeah, first, it'll it show up on the list like yeah. after. I see what you're saying. Well we'll definitely keep I an eye hope on that. it is wrong because yeah. was watching him this tournament, like when I went in I thought Terran Fuji was gonna win this one. Watching him this tournament he became my pick on day like six. I was like, I think he's gonna take it. He's looking yeah. too damn good, dude. He looks gorgeous when he's wrestling right now. Oh yeah. yeah, and like I said, he was the sole leader going into day eight, and then of course he got spanked by Tamawashi. So now Tamawashi, the crusher of dreams. That's what he does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's still on the leaderboard, but he now shares uh, the number one spot with Koto Waka, who's also been crushing it. Oh yeah. Uh, Ono Sato, who, I mean, yeah, he's been he's been grinding up the fucking lower Maigashira ranks, but he still has a week to go of this tournament, and he's going to start facing tougher and tougher opponents, so mm, we'll see. You know, this is, he hasn't even had a year's worth of tournaments yet. I think this yeah. is, like, what, his fourth? Fifth? I think it's his fourth. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how he yeah. does. And then fucking oh no show of all people. I know, right? Also <laughs> sharing the number sometimes. one spot right now. People forget he does this sometimes. He gets on a on a rhythm. Like yeah. uh, uh, Oshisumo is very much rhythm. You gotta have really good timing to push people away and continually doing that. And sometimes he gets on a rhythm and he's great. I don't know if it'll last both weeks. It does sometimes. Usually it's just like a week, but yeah, and he's also on the lower mega shares, isn't he? Right now, I think he's like thirteen or something. He's fourteen or fifteen, and then Onosato is like one rank below him. But he's the only one who actually has given Onosato a loss. Onosho is. Well, so yeah, the guy, the guy's Tachiya. I complain about his sumo sometimes because he is sloppy. Mm -hmm. but his Tachiya is beautiful. 
he hits hard and he hits he hits real hard. He just uh if it gets longer, he doesn't know what to do. He's like yeah. <laughs> I didn't win. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, when he when he blasts people, it's on point. You know, whenever he could uh just beat them at the Tachi, then he it's usually over. It's like if you he know. doesn't win within the first five seconds, then he doesn't know what to do after that. Yeah. You know. Then we have Midori Fuji versus Die a show. <laughs> this bout was wild as hell, not for the faint of heart. Daisho is an organic piston and immediately thrusts Midori Fuji to the Tawara. Daisho didn't thrust hard enough, and Midori Fuji perched atop the bales, catching himself from exiting the ring. The pixie ricochet pivoted and worked Daisho to the bales with supari thrusts. The piston that is Daisho was not having it, so he notawalled the hell out of the smaller man. He went for the pulldown, which allowed Midori Fuji to work him back again, but the smaller man lost his balance, and Daisho took the opportunity to spank Midori Fuji on his way out of the ring. This was a damn exciting bout. 11 out of 10, highly recommend. Hell yep. yeah. No, and he literally did spank, spank him out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like right on his left butt cheek. <laughs> All right. I don't blame him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> situation, I might do the same thing. You know right? <laughs> if I had a chance to smack Midori Fuji's ass, you know what? <laughs> we should probably would... save that for the Valentine's Day episode. I'm just saying, so you want to see if it, if it will flab or not. Because is it going to be rock hard or is it going to give you that little wiggle? Yeah, that, I get that ripple. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I think he's got a little ripple. <laughs> just a little ripple. And now we have Hokuto Fuji versus Hoshoryu. So oh, this, this fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, this was hard to watch. And Hokuto yeah. Fuji is one of my guys. You know, he's not like my favorite, absolute favorite, you know, wrestler. But I, I like some Hokuto Fuji, you know. And oh, yeah. so I really hate to see it when one of my guys gets injured. And it started out as a pretty standard Oshizumo battle. I didn't see any attempts to grab the belt, just pushes, thrusts, and notawa. Hokuto Fuji was going for a pulldown and had his hands on the back of Hoshoryu's neck. But the Ozeki delivered a powerful thrust to the billy goat's chest and sent him plummeting from the dojo, taking a nasty fall on top of a shimpan. Sent him plummeting ass First. Ass first. I saw like the back of his knee, like just weighing the the edge of the dojo, and then he was look. He was like touching his knee, you know, after he landed. Mm. So I, I think it was the the funky knee he hurt. So he was led away by JSA officials in his skibito in a wheelchair, and someone remarked that they heard him say, "Don't worry, I'll see you tomorrow." But. <laughs> We'll have to wait and see what happens. It was a very rugged Oshidashi win for Hoshoryu. I thought it was weird that they kept replaying it over and over again. I know! Yeah! And they kept showing that face he was making when he was falling. I just, that face made me so sad. There's an SNL skit with Adam Driver that reminded me of where he's like an announcer uh, for Monday Night Football and you see the quarterback get his legs taken out and it's like really horrific and they're like, oh, that was awful. Let's watch that again. <laughs> oh, we won't have to show you that ever again from that angle this another angle <laughs> that's what it felt like to me i was like why do y'all keep showing it? 
Pretty much. It's like you can show at every single angle. We know what happened. Just leave the poor man alone. The top-down angle was the one that really got me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but um, even though he said he was going to be back, there has been talk of him maybe not being back. Yeah. I think it might be better. If, it depends on how bad his knee got winged. You know? I mean, we can we can check and see if there's any news. <laughs> this is Matt Jim with Sumo Punks with breaking sumo news. <laughs> Aside from the abhorrent injury to Hokuto Fuji, there was also an injury to Asano Yama. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. So, according to Nikon Sports, both Hokuto Fuji and Asanayama are going to be Kyujo from day nine of the 2024 Hatsubashi. Called it. <laughs> I knew it. I didn't think he was coming back from that. Asanayama, I wasn't so sure about, but. Hokuto. But what about Hokuto Fuji's just going to go in his wheelchair to the Basho and say, hey, I told you I'd see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if that's what he meant. He said, no, I just wanted to roll up and watch, guys. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, I'm out for, uh, I'm out till March. <laughs> but I want to see y'all. Y'all are- <laughs> Did they say how bad it was? They did not, but uh, I'm sure his medical certificate, they'll probably read his medical certificate tonight during yeah. the Kujo the announcement. So we don't know exactly what the injury was. Not yet. It didn't mention anything, but yeah. I'm sure it's that fucking knee. Because that's what he was grabbing it. And that just that look on his face. I was like, no, I know that knee face. It's like, oh, fuck, that's my knee. Yeah. I've seen it on my face. I've seen it on Ben Marquez's face. I know the knee face. Did they say what was uh, Asado Yama's injury? Was it his ankle? ankle? Yeah. Okay, I figured. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad, but you can never tell. I mean... You can injure yourself literally just stepping off the dojo. You can like, injure yourself just getting up off the toilet like I did. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's I pulled it. my back getting off the damn toilet after a mean poop. So, I mean... <laughs> see, that's why I got to stretch and exercise every day. I just can't skip Before it. you poop, yes. Stretch and exercise. Warm up the body before you poop. <laughs> remember that. I know it seems really like it's It might make you poop. <laughs> I know it feels urgent, but you know, you need to like really work out that. <laughs> Just stretch. Like do my lunges. Do this. <laughs> oh, stretch out that rectum. God. <laughs> rectum damn near killed me. <laughs> All right. So now we have Karishima versus. Tobizaru. Uh, the flying monkey had his serious face on before this bout. Like, seriously, his brow was just furrowed as hell. Karishima, on the other hand, was calm, cool, collected. Tobizaru parried Karishima at the Tachiai, and an exchange of Harite erupted. Toby quickly jockeys for an advantageous position as Karishima goes for a pulldown, which was a mistake. The flying monkey torpedoed the Ozeki during the pulldown and sent Karishima tumbling from the dojo. Oshidashi went for Tobizaru. I love that. Uh, oh, because we listened to Sumo Mainichi, you know, on yeah. the way to Keiko. <laughs> Sumo Mainichi recognizes when a rank and filer beats an Ozeki. And for them, it's a Ginboshi, you know, a silver star. So, ah. <laughs> so only in the realm of Sumo Mainichi do they, you know, really recognize, you know, you got a rank and filer beating an Ozeki. They say, okay, well, you get the silver, uh, the Sumo Mainichi silver star. It's like, okay. So... All what right. I found really interesting about that match, I gotta bring this up, because I didn't know that until right before the match. 
Toby Sarah has a winning record against Kirishima. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I know. I did the same thing. I was like, wow. I think it was like I think it was like nine and eight, and now it's ten and eight. Oh like, shit! <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, I mean, sometimes people are just have people like you don't expect this guy to be beating this guy on a regular basis, but it happens sometimes. Yeah, like how Oho like always beats Hoshoryu. Like it's just there's yeah. just something yeah. that they have in their heads. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah. Eh, congratulations, Toby Zaru. You deserve it after being so thoroughly thrashed by Terano Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yep, Toby Zaru. Even though the JSA doesn't recognize a silver star for beating an Ozeki, Sumo Punks and Sumo Mainichi salute you. Yes. All right, and then the last bouts for day eight, the last bout of the Nakabi that I found interesting for no other reason than... Terano Fuji versus Rudin. Oh my god. So Terunosaurus versus Sumo Snape. This wasn't necessarily a brilliant or outstanding bout, but I just like watching Rudin getting his ass handed to him. And it was mostly a grappling bout, which plays to Teru's strengths. He bent up the villainous Rudin like a wire hanger and escorted his ass out of the ring like a cranky toddler. You know, Rudin does look like Alan Rickman. If you look at him from like certain angles, he looks very Hans Gruber-esque, right? <laughs> <laughs> he does, though. I can, I can see that. I can see that. But I, to me, he has more of a Snape-ish kind of look, you know? I was about to say, we should start calling him Snape. That would be fun. I would enjoy yeah. calling him Snape. Uh, he's, he's Sumo Snape. Sumo Snape. I like that. Uh, <laughs> great first week of the Ball Show. I've loved uh, it so far. I have loved this tournament so far. Oh. Fuck yeah. Can't wait to see the second week. Can't wait to see who else has to drop out. Now that, <laughs> now that we have, what is it, six? Uh... The dropouts are killing me because yeah. they're a lot of my favorite guys, and that's hurting. But the matches are fun right now, so I can't complain too much. Eternal Fuji's still in there, so yeah. as long as he's still in there, I'm going to be pretty happy. Usually, I prefer when the Yokozuna drops out because... It seems more interesting to me, like, you know, it's it's those Bashos where you don't just know right off the bat, oh, the Yokozuna. I'm with you on that. Yeah. No, I, I much preferred the 90s and the early 2000s than to the Mon- the Hawaiian era, mm-hmm. to the Mongolian era. Because the Mongolian area, it felt like there was three guys who were going to win, mm-hmm. and it depends on which one showed up, that, that tournament. And right. that kind of sucked. Like back in the day, I remember like you didn't know, and that was a lot more fun for me. For me, so I get you. But with Terano Fuji, because of his injuries, I don't feel like it's a guarantee that he's going to win. Right, and that's what yeah. I was saying. Is it? It feels like it's still interesting, even though Aryokozuna is back. You know, it it seems like a lot of the other weeks you still have that fighting chance. It's not like it was when it was Hakuho just crushing everyone all the time. <laughs> you know, and we knew every Basho. Okay. Nine out of ten chance that Hakuho is going to win this one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been great, and I can't wait to see what happens in week two. I'm really stoked about week two. I kind of have like a feeling we're setting up some dominoes here. You know, there's you know all these people kind of like dropping out. I'm kind of wondering if maybe a couple might end up showing back up. Takayasu showed back up. I wonder if Asana yeah. Yama's just going to have to uh, you know ice his ankle and then maybe be back. Possibly. We also have. Um, a lot of people like Ura, like Atami Fuji, who've just been run through the ringer 
this first week who may have an easier time of it during the second week. Hope so. Hope yeah. So. We also have, you know, some of the more lower ranked guys like Onosato and Onosho who've been killing it in the lower ranks, but because they've been doing so well, they're going to start coming up against tougher and tougher opponents in week That two. should be exciting. I would love to yes. see Onosato against some of the Sanyaku. That's going to be fun. Yes. That happens next week. I hope there's like some sort of like playoff situation where Onosato has to fight someone, you know, much higher ranked for the for the Yusha win. That would be so fucking cool. If he ends up fighting an Ozeki, I guarantee you it's going to be Hoshoryu. I guarantee you. Yeah. That's the one it's going to be. See, I'm also keeping an eye on Takeru Fuji, like down in Jurio, because mm-hmm. he's just been just plowing through everybody. So I'm really going to keep an eye on that guy. Cause I mean, if he does good, you know, the next, uh, cause he's like new to Jurio this tournament, right? Yeah. So yeah. that means he's still got a tournament or two to, you know, get promoted before he could go up to Makauchi. But I would love to see Takeru Fuji fight the likes of my sons, Atami Fuji <laughs> and Hakuoho, and then go up against the nephew, Ono Sato. Yeah, we didn't really get enough time to go over Jurio so much, but Takeru Fuji has been killing it. Caleb, you had mentioned another yeah. Yeah, uh, Tokyo. You said the name the name right. I can't pronounce it just just right. Uh, Matt, Tokyo Hayate. Tokyo Hayate. Tokyo Hayate. He is a smaller guy, and he can fight. Oh, he can. Oh, yeah. He can fight. It's beautiful to watch, and uh, I didn't notice him until literally till this week, till like at the end of it, like days seven and eight, I think. And I was like, dude, we have to watch this guy. We have to watch this guy because he is too damn good. And, you know, he's only like 5'9", I think. 5'9", 5'10", 260. Uh, I mean, that's that's big for people, but that's not big for <laughs> I think the only person to give him a loss so far has been Roga. Yeah, that was that was yes, yeah, and I I was like I wasn't upset about it. Roga's really good. He's a very good wrestler. I know he's gonna probably end up in the Magashira and stay there for a while because he's very good. But I'm at to watch that boy. I'm at to watch him. He's he's one of the fun size wrestlers that I like. <laughs> the pixies, yeah. The normal sized wrestlers, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I can pursue other fun size. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Caleb, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the Mighty Eagle Teams tournament coming up on February 10th? Yeah, we're going to win. Bring it. <laughs> you think? Bring it, everybody. Dallas is going to bring gonna it. Win. <laughs> I, want, I want this medal so bad. <laughs> no, I just want some hardware. I want one piece of hardware, damn it. <laughs> Something that you can True. show your, your grandchildren and be like, this is what grandpa used to do. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want the – since last year, uh, we changed our medals, and they're really cool looking. They're like a silver medal. And it's like a white background, so it looks Ooh. very different with our with the Mighty Eagle logo. And we put gave them out last year, and I didn't win anything last year. And I was like, I want that medal. Oh. <laughs> Those were some nice medals. <laughs> hopefully this year. Hopefully this year I grab them. If people wanted to know more about the Met or more about Mighty Eagle Sumo or more about you, where could they find you online? Uh, MightyEagleSumo.com. Um, if they want to find me, you can find me. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Look up, look up Lone Star Sumo or or Sake and Sumo. Sake and Sumo. You can find out all about me and listen to me drink and talk about nerdy stuff and sumo. 
If you haven't listened to Sake and Sumo, it's fucking great because there's lots of Star Trek and, of course, there's Sumo. And then you get to see Justin Kizzer and Caleb, like, buzzed up arguing about Sumo and sci-fi, which is, like, (laughs) definitely the conversations I want to hop in on. So if you like sci-fi and if you like Sumo, get in on Sake and Sumo. there is a Sumo podcast nerdier than Sumo Punks, it's got to be Sake and Sumo. (laughs) We're just nerdy about different stuff. Yeah. I think we're equally nerdy, but maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we should do it though sometime, Matt. Because I I don't know if you watched the one with JJ, but we talked so long about Star Trek stuff that I had to cut that out and put it <laughs> like its own little thing. <laughs> I did see that. Like the the JJ episode has like the Star Trek conversation first, and it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do that. You could join us on one of our things, and we'll we'll, we'll find a way to get that done. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Fuck <laughs> it, we're just gonna have to start a whole new podcast just focused on Star Trek. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I am so down. Which is it called? Mawashi and the Hollow Deck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Stay tuned for our week two coverage of the January tournament. Uh, If you wanted to find us online, you could just do a search for Sumo Punks. The word punks is spelled with an X. For extra sex. We're on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. We have two shops online on Redbubble and on TeePublic. So if you want to get a t-shirt or a sticker. Shower curtain. Or a a shower curtain, whatever, uh, you can find it there. Uh, We also are on YouTube if you want to check out our YouTube channel. If you like what you see on YouTube, give us a follow. Yeah, like, like, subscribe, and hit the bell. (laughs) All the things that they typically tell you to do on YouTube. If you like this podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star rating because it actually does help other people find it and enjoy it themselves. And until next time, bye. bye. Live long and prosper. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.